The Metaverse has a big unveiling. Was it worth it? We'll find out. Microsoft flips the script on Google and finds a Chrome OS bug. My, how the turntables have turned. NASA captures the sound in space. It's as horrifying as you'd think it might be. Hyundai infotainment system has been hacked. How might surprise you. Apple patches both iOS and Monterey. Update today. It's Wednesday, August 24th, and this is the Midweek Tech Roundup. Tim Ferriss in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, says, It's not the customers we decide to work with that's important. It's the most important thing is the customers we decide not to work with. Well, not a complete parallel to the to the Midweek Tech Roundup and how I select what I'm going to talk about. I like to find somewhat obscure things to talk about. I think it keeps things a little spicy and fun. If everyone hears the same news, the podcast becomes redundant and boring, and uh, you and myself will become bored with it, and uh, I I think I'll quit what I'm doing, and you'll quit listening to it. So that's how I select each of these five stories in the Weekly Tech Roundup. So there you go. I answered a question that you didn't even know you had. And with that, on to the news. If you listen to any of my previous podcasts or tech roundups, you'll know I have no love loss for the Metaverse. I just don't like it. It's stupid, and I think it's pointless. I was at Walmart getting a haircut with my son. He was getting the haircut, not me. And we were a bit early, so I always like to walk around the electronics section. Now, I don't buy anything, but I always like to see what they have. And uh, they had some Metaverse stuff there. And my son got excited because it was only $110. Turns out, that was just the charger. And the unit itself was actually over $400. I asked him what he knew about the Metaverse. And he said, it's made by Mark Zuckerberg and Meta. He said, you can explore worlds. That's really all he knew. I explained to him the idea of land ownership and that the fact that if the Meta wanted to create more, whereas for the most part of the whole world, you can't create more land. But in the Metaverse, you can, and then you can sell it. It's crazy. But we're not here to talk about my wonder, wonderful Walmart visit with my son. No, we're going to talk about Mark Zuckerberg from Meta dropping some videos of his avatar in the Metaverse. And it's as scary as you think, almost as scary as what I'm going to play from you from NASA soon. But I think the drop shows us just how mismanaged Meta really is. A product that Meta has spent well over $10 billion developing that has subpar graphics. And uh, you have to look into Mark Zuckerberg's, Mark Zuckerberg's scary cartoon eyes. It's going to be destined to flop. Now, after the initial release, Zuckerberg clarified that the graphics would not be as bad as in the demo come the final release. We'll see, Mark. We'll see. Google's Project Zero, known for dropping public public disclosures after the 90 days, gets a script flipped on it when Microsoft releases a bug about Chrome OS. It appears that Chrome OS used the str copy function in the C library. Now, this in general is a bad, bad thing. str copy doesn't do any bounds checking, so it's easy to send a string that's too big and cause it to crash. This bug was found in the audio subsystem and was remotely executable and was given a score of 9.8 out of 10, so it was bad. I try not to go in depth technically 
during the midweek tech roundup. But what I find the most fascinating here is how all this went down. Bugs happen. Even really, really bad bugs. So let's toss that aside. Google created Project Zero to responsibly disclose bugs. And with that, they gave a 90-day window for patching. And Microsoft in the early days didn't appreciate this 90-day window. One, re one report says, specifically, we asked Google to work with us to protect customers by withholding details until Tuesday, January 13th, when we'll be releasing a fix, said Chris Bentz, Microsoft's senior uh, director for trustworthy computing. Bentz even accused Google of sticking it sticking to its 90 days disclosure regimen in order to annoy Microsoft, opening that Google's announcement feels less like principles and more like gotcha with the with the con customers, the ones who suffer as a result. While it's funny to watch two billion dollar companies whine at each other, as I say almost in every midweek tech roundup, it's that the consumer loses. While bugs happen, patching should be swift. And in this instance, Google did just that. They patched the rollout in less than 90 days. NASA, the space organization that once used to build and launch rockets with astronauts into space, has something new for you. Well, we all know that uh, space is a vacuum, and if you don't have a spacesuit on, any exposed liquid in your body will begin to vaporize so that the surfaces of your tongue and eyes will boil without air in your lungs, blood will stop sending oxygen to your brain. You'll pass out after about 15 seconds. Nine, after about 15 seconds, 90 seconds after exposure, you'll die from asphyxiation. It's also very cold in space. You'll eventually freeze solid depending on where uh, you are in space. This takes between 12 to 26 hours. But if you're close to a star, you'll burn to a crisp instead. Either way, your body will remain that way uh, for a long time. Gut bacteria will start to eat you from the inside out, but not for so long, so you'll compose very slowly. You're, uh, you could be floating in, in space unchanged for millions of years. Who knows? Maybe an alien race will discover you. So, of course, there is no sound. Well, that's not completely true anymore. NASA this week tweeted, A galaxy cluster has so much gas that we've picked up an actual sound. Here it is amplified and mixed with other data to hear a black hole. Now, I'm going to go ahead and let you hear what you want, but to me, it is truly horrifying. So I'm going to mute my mic, and I'm going to play this sound. Now, wasn't that horrifying? <laughs> okay, after that, let's uh, lighten things up a bit. Hyundai, the car manufacturer headquartered out of South Korea, has a little egg on their face after their infotainment system has been hacked to run other code. The good news is the system is secure. The bad news is they used encryption keys from NIST document SP800-38A, and the hacker who goes by Green Luigi one was also able to search uh, a portion of the RSA public key and found it on a website entitled RSA Encryption and Decryption Example with OpenSSL in C. 
Now, I have no issues with developers using examples to learn correct methods of hacking code, but it should come as no shock that a car manufacturer took the shortcut route and included encryption keys used in documentation. It seems to me that most car manufacturers don't actually use the infotainment systems that they create, and they're always clunky and not intuitive. I always wonder, what problem are they trying to solve? Update your iDevices and your Macs, don't delay. Apple released two security updates on both iOS and Mac, both of which have heap vulnerabilities, similar to what we talked about in the STR copy part of the episode. One was a kernel issue and the other was a WebKit issue. The WebKit issue is the most concerning as that it, uh, the engine that Google uses for Safari, Google, that Apple uses for Safari, but also Chrome and Firefox and any browser you use on iOS takes advantage of WebKit. Apple says this flaw would allow an attacker to perform an arbitrary code execution and as it's uh, the web engine could also be exploited remotely by visiting a malicious website, a maliciously crafted website. Similar to what I've said before, bugs happen and I'm not going to be too harsh on Apple about this one. The worst is that the bug is a zero day and actively exploited. So patch your Apple devices. And with that, I'll leave it there. Enjoy your Wednesday. Until next time.